Thank you, Josh, for taking the time to send in that video and give us some words of encouragement. By the way, if you're just joining in with us today, we are in week one of our new series entitled Start Over. And if, by the way, you're someone who is not really into sermons or preachers telling you what you should or should not do, you are really going to love today's gathering. Now, while we uh, will take a deeper look in the coming weeks into how we believe scripture would want to guide our lives, this week is simply about starting the conversation. And that conversation is simply this question, answering this question. What are we learning about our lives, whether it be financially, relationally, emotionally, or spiritually, that God would want us to take into the coming start over we all will eventually get once we come out of the other side of the pandemic we're in? Now, normally texting during a gathering would be a no-no, but during these interviews, I, I want to encourage you to respond and share how, how God might be teaching you the same things as you are listening to them. Or maybe as you're listening, you may realize some other things that God is, is telling you through this season. And I want to encourage you to go ahead and share it in the comments section here on this online platform. Now, I get it. We're Minnesotans and we don't do vulnerable very well. In fact, being vulnerable is not our superpower. Uh, but listen, <laughs> being vulnerable is not a sign of weakness or, or defeat, but it's about having the courage to stand up and be known and allow our stories to give hope and encouragement, which <laughs> I think we can all agree we all need a little bit more of these days. So sit back and uh, listen on this conversation I have with Jeff and Megan. Hey, uh, Jeff and Megan, thanks so much for taking uh, time of your day to be on the Zoom. I hope you guys are doing well, staying safe. Uh, for those people who may be watching this that don't know you very well, uh, could you just kind of give us like a little snapshot of what your life pre-quarantine was and then like what life, you know, in the middle of all this is now? Uh, I felt like we were driving a lot more and out of the house quite a bit. Um, I don't think we've ever spent this much time together day after day. Um, I actually got sick at the beginning of this whole quarantine thing. So we were spending a lot of time together. <laughs> and Cameron got sick too. Um, Megan got a flu shot, so she didn't get as sick. Um, but uh, we all were sick together. And um, yeah, I mean, so that part, I'm uh, not thankful for, not would ever do that again. Uh, but since that time, uh, we've had a lot of time as a family. Uh, Megan's due date was yesterday for our second child. Um, so we're still hanging on. We still don't know when he's going to come. We say uh, he's sheltering in place. He is sheltering <laughs> in place. He's keeping distance. Girl got from jokes. Girl got yeah. jokes. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think we're really thankful for the amount of time that we got to spend as a family, especially with Cam, as we prep him and he transitions into what it's like to have a brother. Um, I'm glad we got to spend as much time as we have with him these last couple of weeks um, because it's just something that you don't realize you've, you've missed out on until you're forced to be together and you realize, wow, like I, I haven't spent this much time together with my family in a long time. Yeah. Now, um, you said you did a lot of driving. So what do you guys, um, you know, for those who might be watching, like just so they can get a frame of reference, what is it that you guys 
do like vocationally or, you know, so I know for you, you drive a lot, but Megan, what, what do you, what did you do? What do you do? So before the COVID-19 lockdown, I would commute up to Champlin where I taught middle school science. Um, and so that's changed quite a bit. I'm putting less miles on the car because I'm teaching from home on this computer. Um, and that's changed my interactions with students for sure. And, and my coworkers, um, you have to be very intentional with how you're setting that up and how you plan to meet. So that's been interesting. Well, I, I know that, um, uh, this quarantine life has changed a lot of things for everybody, but when things go back to normal, is there anything that you maybe have been talking about? Like, man, we hope that this doesn't change about our life when things change again. Or, you know, or any any lessons that you're learning along the way here? Yeah, I mean, I don't miss going to the grocery store. I don't miss running errands. Um, I think the things that I, I miss are, are really, like, just people. Um, I was off of work for a couple of weeks. Well, one with being sick, they, they wanted me to stay at home for a while, make sure I was symptom-free. Uh, but just going back to work this week, uh, I realized how much I just miss seeing people. I miss the normalcy of human interaction and, uh, and sharing your life with people. Um, I'm definitely thankful for Megan and Cameron and our marriage and our relationship, but I need more people in my life than that. <laughs> and uh, I always knew that, um, but that was always kind of a theory because I've, I've never had to test that theory. I've never had to test that reality or that personality about myself until now. Um, and I, <laughs> I know for sure now that that's true. Is he singing? Oh, no. I don't know what he's saying. He's complaining about the puppy on the TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways, what I was saying was I never had to test that theory before, but I, I for sure know now that, like, that's that's how I am. Um, I just miss uh, being around people. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Like I'm really looking forward to seeing people. Uh, I mean, you just take for granted, like getting a cup of coffee with someone or sharing a meal with someone else uh, until you can't do it anymore. Um, so I think those are the things that I'm looking forward to going back to um, when this is all over. Yeah. I think one thing that we probably wouldn't change, I mean, it probably will inevitably change, but like our connection with family has been so strong during this with our community family at church, but also like our immediate family, um, just like the random check-ins and you don't realize how little you speak with your family members until you're like bored and have nothing else to do. And then they're like, wow, we should do this more consistently. Always. This has been really good for us. Mm. Um, so being able to check in with like my little brother and little sister who I maybe spoke to once every couple of weeks has been like almost daily now. So it's been kind of cool that way. Yeah. And I think also it just uh, shows how much people care about you. Uh, we've had a lot of family, distant family that know that Megan's pregnant and um, you know, when she was pregnant the first time around, they weren't necessarily checking up on us or calling us or texting us as much as possible. But, uh, I think now with everything that's going on, they're just a little extra concerned and, and, and they have the time and mental capacity to now reach out to us, uh, which we're really thankful for. Like you, you know, that all these people are thinking about you and, and are praying for you. Um, but when they actually reach out to you to tell you that it just, 
uh, it's a little bit more meaningful that way when you see it. Yeah, I, I heard um, someone say uh, in a, I was on a podcast or something, a news thing that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of us uh, are, are waiting for things to go back to normal. But when you have something like what we're going through right now, there is no such thing as going back to normal. You start over with a new normal. Uh, yeah. And, you know, like just um, after 9-11, nobody traveled the same. Right. Um, we all still travel, but it's, it's changed the way we travel. And I think, I think for, I would hope for the good, at least uh, for, for us who call ourselves clarity, that we would walk away with some, some lessons about what God's teaching us about what it would mean to live life um, when we're not able to get together, when we're not able to have some of these luxuries of what does it mean to be in proximity of each other. Mm-hmm. And I think all the things that you said are, are really, really great. So, um, Hey, uh, do you want to get you back to your, your, your regular life? I know you just got home, Jeff. So thanks for sitting down and talking with me. Um, as we kind of close out, is there anything you want to say to your, your Clarity Church family, everybody who's watching this, anything you want to say to them? Shout outs, encouragements, uh, anything you'd like to say? Go ahead. <laughs> Just that we love you guys. We miss you guys. We can't wait to hug you. You don't realize how much you miss hugging people until you can't. So, Yeah. No, we're excited. To, uh, you definitely take for granted going to church every Sunday and, and just being with people. Um, as much as we've had connection outside of that, uh, there really is something magical, spiritual, I should say, about uh, actually getting to see and be with people that are your family. Yeah, cool. Well, hey, thanks for your time, and I hope you have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you all soon, right? Like, like hopefully soon. So, all right, guys, we'll, we'll see you later. All right, bye. See ya. I'm not sure what you took from my conversation with Jeff and Megan, but one of the things that really stuck out to me was their realization of their need for a community of people outside of their immediate family. And I, I love how Jeff was, was vulnerable enough to, to say that even though he is grateful for, for his wife and for his son, he clearly recognizes that he needs more people in his life than that. Now, question I want to ask you is this. What are you learning about the importance of relationships, the importance of a community, a larger community in your life? What is it that you're learning? Go ahead and leave a uh, comment in the, the, the chat section there. And, and by the way, while you take time to reflect and, and maybe share what you're learning, why don't you go ahead and listen in on this great conversation I have with uh, Ann Olson. And thanks for, for taking time out of your, your day to be on this Zoom. I know you just came from, from school, um, and I hope you and your family are doing well. Now, there, there are probably people who don't know you like, like I do that are watching this on the interwebs. So real quick, uh, tell us what you do. Tell us what Chris, your husband, does and kind of what the reality is before quarantine life was, and then give us a brief snapshot of what it looks like now if it has at all changed. Perfect. So for me, I work at an elementary school as a secretary, um, and I am married to Chris, who is a manager for Applebee's. You weren't sure about um, that? Or you had, you had think I about? just think, well, I was kind of <laughs> processing what order I was going to give you yeah, yeah, no, okay. the, the life story. 
Um, so Chris is a manager for Applebee's. Um, and then we have a daughter who is a sophomore in college and she lives down in Winona. Um, we have a junior in high school, Lainey, and then Ava and Hayden are middle schoolers in seventh and eighth grade. Um, and Ava and Hayden are with us all of the time. Uh, Jenna is living down in Winona in her own apartment um, where she has been staying down there in quarantine. Um, Lainey is primarily at her dad's house in quarantine. Um, and um, Chris and I have had to adjust to me being home most of the time. There are things that I have to go to school and do because like today our principal called and said, hey, district needs this information and they need it now. And it was just easier for me to go to school to pull the information um, than do some workabouts to get it done at home. Um, but primarily I'm doing my job from home. Oh, that's um, cool. Ava and Hayden are distance learning from home. Um, Chris is what feels like working all the time. <laughs> he is, I feel like he's gone all the time um, because he leaves probably about 9.30 or 10 o'clock every morning um, and doesn't get home until 9 or 10 o'clock. And right now that is as many as six days a week. Wow. Um, just on the realities of what the company has done um, to ensure that they're still being able to um, provide services and everything's kind of changing for all of us on a sometimes hourly basis. Um, yeah. Chris went to work this morning at 10 o'clock and found out at two o'clock this afternoon that instead of closing at eight o'clock tonight, they're now closing at nine o'clock Sunday through Thursday just, effective immediately. It just came from up top. It just came from up top yeah. as of two o'clock this afternoon. Wow. Um, they are not closing at eight o'clock tonight. So now he won't be home until 10 o'clock tonight because they made the decision midday that they're going to stay open later than they have been. Wow. Um, so, I mean, and I got a phone call from my principal today at 1230 saying, Hey, we need this information. Can you come in and do this spreadsheet with me so that we can get this to who needs it as soon as possible? Where the reality of me as a person is what's the plan? Right. What is the plan? And the plan is not like a minute by minute or hour by hour plan. The plan is like a monthly plan. Yeah. Right. At the very least, it's a daily plan. Like we don't just call in the middle of the day and say, by the way, change everything you're doing and do something different now. Um, so those are kind of those new realities that we're dealing with where what plan I had at nine o'clock in the morning could be vastly different by 1230 in the afternoon. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, what we've all been saying in this time, uh, maybe you've said this uh, yourself, but, um, you know, all of us have been saying some version of this, like, we can't wait until things go back to normal, <laughs> right? Uh, but, I, you know, it was interesting. We were, in, you know, we're a part of the same community group, and I, I just remember you talking about some of the things that you've learned or that you've experienced about either life in general mm -hmm. that 
there are either things like that were negative that you found out were negative in your in the in the everyday life and you're like we need to change this or you just found some new rhythms that you're like oh my goodness i hope this doesn't change mm-hmm. once we start over again um t- tell me a little bit about some of those things again that that you kind of that you're like these are the things we've learned and these are the things that we hope to carry that we hope we don't lose when we go into you know, be- normal life, right? Normal. I think that I, one of the things that I keep saying is the new normal, um, not, not, not going back to the old normal. Um, and I don't, I can't say that the old normal was bad, but definitely as we have moved through this season um, and through this time with, with our families and, Mm-hmm. Just those differences in what the normal relationships were in my life. Um, you know, having some of these new normals um, be a thing. Um, granted, you know, can I get behind normal being like leggings and a hoodie every day? <laughs> sure. Let's go for it. I'm all about new normal. Can like, I wear leggings and a hoodie? <laughs> that be... That would probably be inappropriate. <laughs> um, you know, can I, but what does, what does the new normal look like for us? And some of the things um, I think that I can take away from this is that before, before this, um, and is this good? Is this bad? Is this different? I don't know. Um, but for right now, before this, you know, not having a plan would freak me out. And mm-hmm. now I can get behind a change of plans at 1230. And, and I can understand that that's just the reality of what we're doing. That's and awesome. so, to, so to gain that newfound peace behind plans changing um, is pretty good for me. Like, that's nice. Can I get behind, um, you know, just slowing down and um, not rushing everywhere? You know, we have a busy family life. And to be able to really get behind slowing down um, has been nice. Do I want to spend all day every day with my children maybe not Um, but but slowing down and having that time um you know I said do I want to make dinner for these people every day of the month because I don't know (laughs) if I'm getting behind that but having that really critical, you know, there were plenty of times before this that we would go days without dinner together as a family. And so really cherishing these times that, you know, we're having as a family at the dinner table and, and connecting, even though we're with each other all day, Mm -hmm. the dinner table is a different place to connect. Yeah. And, and cherishing those those times when when we can sit down and and have those times together um, more frequently now. Um, 
and really as a as a person i found myself giving more control if i if if i can give god more control yeah um that's definitely a new normal for me awesome. is to to give myself less control and give god more control and and knowing that that he's he's doing good works that's awesome wow that, that it's just <laughs> it's it's isn't it isn't it funny how um even against our will sometimes god changes us right <laughs> right and uh it just it's so cool thank you for sharing that hey uh before we go here uh you're obviously going to be in front of everyone who is a church family and uh i i want to give you an opportunity to to just say something to your church family is there like a word of encouragement or something you want to say to really you know as we leave here is there something you want to tell your church family as they're watching this um i would just tell the church family that um this can be overwhelming and this can be stressful and just find some humor in every day um if it's a a song or a voice or a or a moment um, find something to laugh at if it's someone else or if it's at yourself just find some humor in every day yeah awesome awesome thanks in for your time i appreciate you so much i'll be praying for you guys and uh man praying for chris and his energy and all that kind of stuff but uh we love you guys and uh we'll we'll see you soon okay hopefully really soon right <laughs> yeah all right all right Bye. Talk to you later I love how Anne was vulnerable enough to share that giving God more control is part of the new normal that she is learning in this current season of life. Now, listen, I, I know Anne, and she loves the Lord. She has submitted her life to Jesus. So this is not an issue when I say giving God control. This is not an issue about being a Christian or not. This is about leaning into a life of increasingly submitting all of life to Jesus as master and Savior, believing that he is trustworthy of that kind of submission, and that, as Anne said, we can have confidence he is doing good work. Now, Anne wasn't the first to say this. In fact, a guy by the name of Paul, writing a letter to the Christians in and around the city of Rome, said this, We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Now, I don't know what specifically it is that God has been teaching you in this season, or even if you feel like he's teaching you anything at all. And in times like this, there are many kinds of trials, and there are many kinds of hardships, and, and I, I don't presume to know what you are going through. But here's one thing that I do know. You can either be crushed by the weight of your problems, or you can be refined by the fire of your circumstances. For those who place their faith and hope and trust in Jesus, Romans 5 tells us this, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Whether you're a follower of Christ or you're someone who doesn't know whether you believe everything you've heard about Jesus in the Bible, there is one thing that I do know. At some point in the future, we will all go back to work. We will all be able to find toilet paper at whatever 
store we want to go to at whatever hour we decide to go to. And we will all eventually be allowed to be with the ones we love. And so the question is, when this start over comes, will you be prepared to live life with more intentionality, to engage in relationships more meaningfully, and to continue to take the next steps in your journey of faith? If you feel the same, I want to invite you to join us next week and invite a friend as we continue to explore what it means to examine what we are experiencing and apply it to what we are learning so that when the time comes, we don't just start over, but that we start over well. For those of us that love and follow Jesus, I, didn't, I, give, I want to give us just an opportunity to, in song, to say that we surrender to God, almost like what Anne said herself. God, in even this moment, we will learn, we will say more of you, less of us. And by the way, if you're someone who... Uh, doesn't know whether you're a Christian or not, you can begin to sing this song as well. We invite you into the journey of faith and let these lyrics, as I have said before, let these lyrics reset your heart and refocus your hope as we sing, I Surrender.